This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's find out what we should expect this week, and let's discuss what we've seen so far in the NBA. And we bring in Gary Washburn, who is Boston Globe's national NBA writer and Celtics reporter, been a sports journalist for 20 years. Gary, good morning to you, and let's start with the team that you cover, the Boston Celtics and they've had a, a very strong first half of the season. They've been so close over the past few years. Is this the year they finally get over the hump and bring a title back to Boston? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that's the, what the city of Boston is kind of wondering as much as they're off to a great start, 43-12 and 12 and six games up in the Eastern Conference, best record in the NBA, all the good stuff that's happened. It's kind of like will show us in the playoffs, you know, so I think that there's a collective kind of a wait and see about this team, you know, uh, because uh, of their past failures, falling short, uh, losing to a, a team that just plays harder, just outplays them in the playoffs like the Miami Heat. Um, so I do think this is their best team that I've covered since, uh, you know, way back with the Garnett, Allen, and, and Pierce days. Uh, they have the most talent. Uh, they're deeper. Um, they play well together. They have a good chemistry. They get along well. There's no, you know, kind of uh, unhappy guys in the locker room complaining about playing time or, or anything like that. They, they seem to have a real harmony here. Uh, but as I said, you got to wait to the playoffs until they can prove that because right now, you know, it's not like the, this is NHL where you got the President's Cup or whatever where you get the uh, best record in the league and that's what you get a trophy for that. That's great but it's all going to go down when it gets to the elimination time. And that's where the Celtics are shooting to be their best. Right. It just feels like people are reticent to believe in the Celtics winning at all, just because it feels like they've been on that stage so many times and they just haven't delivered. Do you think that's a fair narrative? The fact that they just haven't won one? Are there other things we're not seeing? Yeah, I mean, I do think it's fair. I mean, it's been now 16 years since they last won a championship. Um, they've been to five Eastern Conference Finals over the last several years and won NBA Finals. So they broke through once to get to the Finals. They lost in six games to the Warriors where they had a two-to-one lead and then didn't win another game. And, they, and there's still some bitterness about that series and what could have been if they win that game four. I think they're up like by six points with five minutes left. And kind of Steph went off, and and suddenly they were just kind of they were done after that. They they couldn't respond. 
So I just think they, they feel like, you know, they've made all the investments. They, they got the top draft picks with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, they've signed the free agents, you know, for years. A lot of big-time free agents didn't want to come to Boston. Um, they've been able to sign guys over the last decade. So they've prepared themselves to be in the mix. But it just hasn't happened. Last year they were, you know, uh, facing the eighth-seeded Miami Heat in the conference finals. You know, they're the number two seed. They're favored. And then they lose the first three games and then win the next three and then lose seven at home. So there's a lot of disappointment that's happened over the last several years, losing to LeBron and those guys a couple times in the 2010s. Like, it's just been a lot of just kind of like hype and then disappointment. So I do think the narrative is fair because now it's like, okay, well, when is this ever going to happen? Because, you know, you look in, you know, Miami, or sorry, you know, the Lakers won the bubble title and then the Milwaukee broke through finally. And then it was the Warriors coming back and then Denver and everybody, well, damn, if Denver could win it, then it's got to be the Celtics <laughs> year one of these years, right? So, you know, because they hadn't ever won a title. So uh, there's just a, a collective kind of like impatience. Um and a little bit of frustration, as much as they've had success, they haven't had the ultimate success. We're talking with Gary Washburn, who is the Boston Globe's national NBA writer and Celtics reporter. Find him on Twitter at G Washburn Globe. Gary, I wanted to ask you about some other storylines in the NBA and start with Doc Rivers, who certainly has a history there and what's going on with the Bucs. I, I know it's early in his tenure and Milwaukee hasn't been completely healthy, but the early results have not been very promising. Do we need to give him more time, or is there potentially a real issue here? Yeah, I do think he does need a little bit more time, but it's not like, you know, usually when you get the new coach, like anything else, you get the new boss, new teacher, you're on your best behavior, and you play better, you play harder. That just hasn't happened with Doc Rivers. They're 3-7, and seven, um, another embarrassing loss uh, against no, this is a night after, or a couple nights after losing to Miami by uh, 20 plus points at home without Jimmy Butler and without Terry Rozier and Josh Richardson. So there's a problem there. And then the question is can you solve problems like that midseason? Can you flip the switch? Because, but I don't know if a, flitch, a switch can be flipped, guys, because this Milwaukee team is not the 21 team. That's not, it's not the championship team. This is a team that. Lost last year in the first round. This is a team with a that's aging with an injured. You know, Chris uh, Middleton's been out and he's been often injured. And you know, Brooke Lopez is 36. And you know, you trade your best defender, uh, Drew Holiday, for Dame Lillard, and he's not playing all that well. And he's never been a defender. So you got a bunch of aging guys in this team. So the question is, can they put it together for a prolonged playoff run? Are you know, and as much as Giannis is just a world, you know, amazing player and a generational player. He can't do it by himself. So I don't know if Doc Rivers can help that because, you know, they're not getting any younger. They're not going to get more athletic. And then they just added Danilo Gallinari, who's 35 and has two ACL tears in the last 10 years. So how does that help them? So I don't know if he can change this without changing personnel. Who presents the biggest challenge to the Celtics in the East? That's a great question. I mean, um, you know, the New York Knicks have, have played, you know, basic deals and look like, you know, when they get healthy, they'll be a factor. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the team that's been really hot, kind of under the radar, 
you know, with their two bigs and, and Donovan Mitchell's always been a problem for the Celtics. But, you know, I'm just going to say the Miami Heat is a team that they're looking at. I mean, that's a rivalry. They know eventually they're going to see the Heat probably in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to say just because of the rivalry, Miami, although Cleveland could present a problem, the Knicks could. You know, we don't know what to expect from Philadelphia or whatever, Joel and Beats coming back. Um, but I'm going to say Miami just because Miami has always had that special potion to beat the Celtics. And I, and I, and, and I just I don't see Milwaukee as a factor at this point because I just think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, losing at Memphis was a really bad loss, following another bad loss against Miami. So, I, you know, there's it, a group of teams. And it, but all those teams have kind of a same situation. None of them are proven. The Cavaliers haven't given to to the next level. The Knicks haven't won a title in 51 years. Um, you know, Philadelphia is going to be off and injured. Obviously, is Embiid going to be the same if he does come back? So there's a lot of questions about the other teams in the East, more questions than the Celtics. But, you know, many of them could be a challenge. But I think this is the year for the Celtics to win this thing, I believe. I mean, it's, it's panning out that way. Gary, I wanted to move to the Western Conference, and we've been talking about this over the past week or so. And Golden State, and, and certainly they are not the juggernaut that they used to be, but they've made some moves now. Clay Thompson came off the bench last night and was great, and Steve Kerr has been tinkering with that lineup while Draymond was suspended. Do they still have a small window here to make a move late in the season, or are we giving them too much credit for their championship past? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that any team with staff has a chance to win. I mean, that guy's so dynamic and amazing, right? He mm-hmm. can win your games by himself. But can they collectively put it together with Draymond and his antics and Clay Thompson and then the inconsistent Andrew Wiggins and, and a lot of those other guys who just haven't, you know, played as well? I, I think that they're capable of winning a playoff round. I think they're a team that's going to get into the play-in and have to win a game to get to the playoffs. I think they're capable of winning a round like they did last year when they beat Sacramento in seven. But I just don't see them having the prolonged talent. And, you know, they've got the veteran experience, but it takes talent and execution to get all the way through to be a real factor. There's too many other good teams in the West. You know, you Denver, Minnesota, now this young Oklahoma City team, the Clippers. You know, we haven't even talked about Phoenix or Dallas. So I just think there's too many contenders in the West for the Warriors to suddenly come from the eighth seed and just start knocking off everybody like Miami did last year. And unless some out-of-body experience happens where Clay turns into 2017 Clay and Steph is Steph and Draymond becomes a, a real factor and Andrew Wiggins turns into the player that everybody thought he would be when he was drafted first overall, which he's never really done. So I just think this is kind of the beginning, the end of the run, and they'll have to figure out in the long-term future what to do. Um, but for me, you know, I don't. I think that's what you have to expect, right? I mean, runs don't last almost ten years. They just don't in professional sports. You know, eventually teens age, and I just think this is their time. Yeah, two of these teams that we've been talking about, or you've been talking about have something in common. The Heat and the Warriors both ha- both have exceptional head coaches. Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra. So I want to know what the thermometer reads for Joe Missoula right now. Because looking at the Celtics team, 
I'm not going to say he looks like a weakness, but he's just a young guy. What is the trust level in Missoula going into the postseason? I think it's higher than it was last year because of the inexperience and the situation he inherited when he was named interim coach when Emi Udoka uh, had his issues. Um, I think there's a more of a better foundation around Missoula and more voices because you do have a Charles Lee, a top assistant. You do have Sam Cassell, another top assistant, in his ear. Because those guys have been, you know, Charles Lee helped Milwaukee win that championship with Mike Rutenhoser in 21, and Sam Cassell's won two championships um, as a player and also been a longtime assistant. So those guys understand what other teams are trying to do. They understand the strategies of a Spolster, the strategies of even, you know, a Doc Rivers and, and Bill, you know, a Tom Thibodeau in the playoffs. So they'll be able to give him a voice. So I think he'll be a stronger factor and, and more of a positive presence this time than last year where he got out coached pretty much in every series. The Celtics just had enough talent to beat Atlanta and had enough talent in one big great game in game seven to beat Philly. And then, you know, they – kind of were out schemed against Miami, then almost gave up and came back and then, you know, couldn't bring it for one final game. They were just exhausted. So you don't want to put yourself in that position. But I think this time Missoula, with his experience, with his his kind of the talent and also his supporting cast and his growth is more equipped for a long playoff run than he was last year. He is Gary Washburn, Boston Globe's national NBA writer and Celtics reporter. Follow him on Twitter at G Washburn Globe. Gary, really great information. We appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, guys. So, Chelsea, let me ask you. The Celtics are the favorites right now. Bet him, Jim, to win the title. And there was a time when you were like, you know what? I'm tired of Boston winning everything. The Bruins, the Patriots, even the Celtics a few years ago. Is now the time where you're willing to let Boston have another title? Well, it's not my decision, but this is price dependent. Like, they're the favorites. Yeah. I'm going to wait till maybe you get a better price. You probably won't, but I don't know. I think there is value elsewhere in the NBA this year. The West has a lot of talent. Mm, it sure does. I still like the Thunder, and they're a fun team to watch, too, with a high ceiling. Can't wait for the second half of the NBA season after we get All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.